and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy, and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another week of Cats Out of the Motherfucking Bag. Thank God I am a talker and not a fucking singer. That's all I can say. So, hey guys. Wow, I feel like it's been a hot minute since we've done a little solo episode. I feel like I've just been banging guests left, right, and center, center at you. L- left, right, and center. Fucking cool. Um, so it's me. It's all me just fucking talking at you guys for the next, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. And do we love it? We love it. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I have want to make like a bit of a you know, regular segment, we could say. So, I kind of want to do a bit of a regular sex and dating advice segment. So, firstly, thank you to all of you fabulous people for sending me all your amazing questions and your emails. It helps me so much with like prepping my episodes and like giving you guys good content because without you, who the fuck would I be giving advice to? So, um, yeah, we've come, I've gotten like a bunch of different questions all about like, you know, getting back out there after relationships, like how to spice things up in relationships, lots of different things like that. So, I'm going to dive on into all of your questions. But I think first things fucking first, I feel like the question that came up heaps of times was, please tell me, how did your speed dating date go? I need the tea. So, Obviously, last well, last week was the speed dating episode with Brett. Lovely, like the speed dating thing was a fucking hoot. And yeah, we went we went to dinner afterwards. We went to this little restaurant in Rabina. Feel like Rabina's fucking random, and I never go there, but it was actually really yum. Um, and he's so nice. Um, but I do feel like I'm in this like weird kind of phase at the moment where I'm pretty stressed at work. I'm like, you know trying to think of fun, fabulous ideas so none of you get bored for the potty. Um, and I just feel like in my my weeks I'm like, when the fuck am I going to go on a date because all my weekends are booked? So, like, yeah, I'd love to see him again and, like, see what happens. But it's just the question is when and where, dolls. But, you know, kitty cat's got to get her root on, so got to make it fucking happen. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so let's dive on into your first questions. So I'm kind of – Starting off the segment with more about like breakups and being single and like getting back out there, all that zhuzh, and then we're going to go into like more like sexual um, things, spicing up relationships, like confidence, all that kind of stuff, and then just some opinions on a few things and a little, you know, a few stories that got sent in to me. So, let's start off. Kat, help me. How do I get out back out there? after a breakup. Okay, so I feel like this is such an interesting question and it's also so dependent on the person. So for me, how do I get back out there? Soon as I have a breakup, I'm like, how do you get over someone? Get under someone else. It's the fucking, you know, old saying, but fucking live and breathe it, ladies. Live and fucking breathe it. Um so I mean, my thing would be like I want to feel sexy go get a spray tan, get your makeup done, put on a hot little dress that you probably, you know, wouldn't, it's something that's not so conservative that you'd wear when you're in a relationship. I feel like I like dress differently when I have a boyfriend, which is kind of fucked. Um, and, you know, 
go out with your friends, like have a fun girls night, meet a guy. Like I feel like you've got to like change up your scenarios. So you've got to put yourself in social situations to meet new people and, you know, potentially meet a guy you might sleep with. And you've got to change up your routine because it's so easy when you're in a relationship that like your companion becomes your routine. Like, you know, you do dinner with them five times a week, you spend your weekends together and it's like, hang on a second, like we've broken up. What the fuck am I going to do now? So I feel like, you know, getting back into the groove of like what your routine's going to look like. And like, I think like not even just basing it all around like sex and getting back out there and dating, but it's like learning how to love yourself. And it, it like, it took me a really long time after my breakup to kind of get back into my routine of things. Cause it's like, you're so dependent on, you know, you, you're always putting someone else first. Like you, you never, you're never your number one priority when you have a companion, which is like fine, but like, it's also can be a little bit unhealthy. I mean, I personally feel, I feel like I don't give myself enough time when I'm dating someone. So I think like figuring out like what makes you thrive, what makes you happy, like, you know, what's your Monday to Friday routine? What do you want to do on your weekends? What people can you surround yourself with to make yourself feel good? And I feel like they're the first things you can start doing to get yourself back out there. And once you kind of like figure out your own routine and feel good, that's then going to give you the confidence to like, you know, go fucking root a bloke or go on a midweek date with Jeremy down to the local pub because you know what who you are and what you like and Yeah. So I think like getting back out there, like firstly, get back in touch with yourself first and then go on a fucking hot date and get a spray tan and make yourself feel fabulous. Um, How to start dating out of a breakup and how do I not be triggered and compare it to an ex? So that's a really interesting one. And I think like this is something that's probably like I've done this a lot because it's so hard when you date someone and if you almost like look out for those sorts of red flags in other people because you know how it made you feel in the past, if that makes sense. So I think like first things first is like you cannot compare another guy to someone you have dated before. Everyone is unique. Everyone is different. But I think like you've just got to look out if there is something that someone new that you're seeing does that maybe triggers you, notice that, acknowledge it, maybe fucking speak to them about it or don't. But like you can't compare it back to your ex-boyfriend because they're different people. But I feel like I'm so cutthroat these days. I feel like because I've been with so many guys that have fucked me over, it's so it is so triggering for me personally that like if I see a little red flag, I don't question walking away because I don't want to settle for someone who does something that doesn't make me feel good, if that makes sense. So I think like how to start dating out of a breakup, well fucking download some fucking app sister and, you know, go on a date. Like you, you, you can't be in the game if you're not fucking, I don't know, going going on dates and doing all that jazz. Oh, my, computer's, my computer's having a little meltdown, guys. Mind me tomorrow. I feel like I have put off, you know, how like your Mac is always like, update now. I'm like, remind me tomorrow. But I've been, rem- I've been reminding myself tomorrow for probably a year and a half. So it's just like fucking having a conniption. Um. So, flirting. I've come out of a three-year relationship and I don't know how to flirt. Help me. Okay, flirting. Gals, 
What are we talking about? I feel like, I mean, I'm so, I feel like I'm just such a naturally flirty person. But if someone asked me that, I'm like, hang on a second. How the fuck do you actually flirt? Um, I feel like it's like a lot to do with like your body language, your touch. Like if there's someone you want to flirt with, like what's the setting? So like, you know, if you're on a date with a guy or you're in a friendship group and you want to like flirt with someone, like eye contact, like maybe rub their arm or their leg or like suggest doing something that's like a little bit spontaneous. Like I feel like you've got to set the, the you know, mood and vibe and make it flirty yourself. Um, so I think like me on how I'd flirt, I'm all about like I'm touchy-feely. So I, yeah, rub their arm, like do something that makes you a little bit close. Um, I'd lol like giggly like sounds so lame like just like I feel like you got to be playful and I think like you do know how to flirt it's like get that out of your head and don't tell yourself you don't know how to flirt because you just you're making something up if that makes sense like you flirted in the past just do what you did in the past and like it will come naturally to you you know um how soon is too soon to move on Interesting topic. Interesting fucking question. So, I think like, I don't think like there's such thing as like too soon or not too soon. I feel like it's really dependent on the situation. So, like my ex moved on like maybe four four or five months after me and we were living together and that felt really soon for me because I, like I'm still single. We broke up almost two years ago and to me it felt like, he'd almost put a bandaid on our relationship and not actually dealt with what happened, but like used a new person to get over me, which I have also done in the past. Like I have dated someone and instead of like dealing with my emotions and getting over it, I will start seeing and dating someone else so that I don't have to feel it. And I think it can actually be like a really unhealthy cycle. I think like there's one thing moving on. There's one thing sleeping with with someone. But I feel like, you ne- it, you know, it's a classic old saying, like you're never going to be 100% happy in a relationship if you're not 100% happy in yourself. And I feel like it's the same kind of thing that goes with like, you're not going to be 100% happy if you're using someone to get over someone else. Or, you know, if, if, you, if you did genuinely break up because you'd lost your spark or, you know, it was dragging out for a while and you've just met someone and it's amazing, then fucking go for it. Like, it's no one's business. People are going to judge you no matter what you do. But if you feel like it's right in your heart and you want to be with someone, then fucking do it. But if you're if you're moving on because you're feeling a void or, you know, covering up a spent, like putting a Band-Aid on a certain situation, then I don't think that's the right thing to do. So, yeah, so by all means, like, if you're moving on with someone because you're genuinely over the person you were previously with, then do it. You don't have to answer to anybody. It's your decision at the end of the day. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're a big, big girl or big boy, you know, whatever the fuck they say. But, yeah, it, I think it, it, that there's no, no such thing as too soon or not too soon enough because it is so dependent on the situation. So I, I I know like I've personally done it and it's been fine and I've also 
really since my last breakup, I've almost been single for two years and it's been a really, really amazing time for me to figure out what I love, figure out what makes me happy, like make so many new friends, move to a new city, like do all these things purely for me. And that's what your fucking 20s are about. Like be selfish, do what makes you happy. I sound like a like motivational speaker right now. How to get over someone you never actually dated. Um, so is this like you were seeing them or like, I don't know. I feel like this happened to me with my bloody ABN guy who I was like seeing him and I really liked him and he kind of like went a bit ghost mode on me, but we never were actually, we never had a conversation. We never actually like were official or anything and it really hurt. But at the end of the day, I think it's like, it's that like self-talk back to yourself. Like, you know. Do I want to be with someone who doesn't owe me the respect to message me? Do I want to be with someone who doesn't respect me enough to like tell me how they're feeling or communicate? Or do I want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me? Like, no. I think you've got to like really like sit back and like I know like my best friend, she once said this to me and I feel like it's always my like mantra. She goes, if I was in your situation right now, what advice would you give me? And every time I'm having a fucking mind conniption, I just always think about that. It's like, okay, if if one of your friends was going through this and you were going to tell them what to do and how to get over it, like what would be your advice? And fucking take that on board and do it for yourself because I feel like too much of the time we're so like, oh my God, babe, like do this or like, she should not be going back to him. Like, I can't believe she's sleeping with him again. We're so quick to judge. But then when it rolls reversed and it's like us in the situation, it's so much harder than you, you know, you can ever imagine. And like, I think just like be kind to yourself, but also like be realistic and put your put yourself first and think about like, yeah, what advice would you give to your mate? Because that's the honest truth and that's what you would think. And if you're going to give the, if you're going to set these like, you know, standards for your friends, set those standards for yourself because you should be, you know, doing the best thing for yourself, you know. Hello. Um, hello and welcome to sex and dating advice slash cats motivational speaking episode. Um, okay. Tips on buying your first vibrator. Oh, I love this. So, I think like for me, it's like, what do you like? do you like internal? Do you like external? And, you know, figuring out what kind of pleasure hits the spot for you. So, I always thought that I was an internal person. So, I went through like this big phase of having like, there was like this Wii Vibe thing. I'll put a few like different vibrators that I like in the Facebook group, but I had this like Wii Vibe Vibe vibrator that was like in me and on like it goes in you. It's kind of like looks like almost like a C if you make a C shape with your hands and like it sits on your clitoris and goes on your G spot. And I literally thought it was the best fucking thing ever. I was like, this is amazing. Like, because I'd always have like internal orgasms. And now I'm like, hello, clitoris. Hello, clitoris, where have you been? Um, so, I have literally maybe like a year ago, I got, I call it my sucky sucky. So, it's like, it's like one of those vibrators with like a little suction thing on it and it pretty much like sucks your clit and it is like the most intense orgasm ever. And 
I may or may not be addicted to it. It's kind of unhealthy. So don't overuse them because it does desensitize you. And then when a guy goes down and you're like, they're so bad at giving head. But is it is it is it that they're bad at giving head or is it the fact that you've just been using your vibrator too much? So yeah, I think like first things first is like you know, figuring out if you are like more of an internal or an external person, go to a sex shop. I know it's like a little bit awkward, but like go with a girlfriend, make make some fun of it. Like I went to, I can't remember if I've told you guys this story or not already, but I don't think I have. But like, so I'd just come out of my breakup and I was like, I need to get a new sex toy, like blah, blah, blah. So one of my friends, it was like a Sunday night. We were like, let's go to the sex store together. So we like, you know, Made made some fun out of it. We went to, this is actually like kind of a fucked up story. I feel like I'm going to sidetrack here, but I need to tell you guys this now because it's fucking outrageous. So, we like go to the sex store. It was like when I lived in New Farm, we like go in and we like end up becoming best friends with the chick and we're like, how are you? Like, you know, we end up chatting, chatting to her for like literally two hours and talking about like different vibrators and like doing all this stuff. And then like all these guys kind of kept coming into the sex store and they kept like, coming up to the counter and like, you know, being a bit shady and being like, like kind of like speaking really quietly. And then they like beelined to this door. And I saw like maybe like three or four guys do it. And after a while I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, where are these people going? And she was like, oh, they're going to like the sex room. I was like, sorry. Like, what do you mean they're going to a sex room? Like, like, come again and she's like oh upstairs it's like there's like movies porn like there's all these different areas you can have sex like people come and they'll like pay money to go up there and sleep with people I was like hang on a second like what she's like look I wouldn't normally do this but do you want a tour and I was like oh my god absolutely do I want a tour like are you kidding brother like fucking get me up there right now. So she goes to the, like, she locks the shop up and she like takes us upstairs with like a torch and we like walk up there and there's like this, one of the dudes like sitting on the couch looking shady as fuck, like probably just stopped masturbating. And there's like this big like screen with like porn playing. And then she takes us to this other room. There's like a huge protector screen with porn playing again. And then there's like this long hallway and on like the long hallway, there's these like little booths and in each booth, there's like, you can like masturbate in them or there's like a fucking peep hole thing where someone could put their dick through. Like I was like, what the fuck is this? We keep going down the hallway. Then we go around the corner and then there's like this fucking weird like arch with like a harness thing that you put your legs through and then someone fucks you through the arch. Like it was like weird as fuck. And then it kind of like got to the point where I was like, nah, this is like, this is a little bit weird. Like get me the fuck out of here. Um, and we were like, so my girlfriend and I were like, okay, let's fucking go. Like, this is getting a bit weird. So we like, you know, went down, went down, like paid for our vibrators, like fucking cheers for an epic night, like see you never. Um, and then we like drive back to my house and I'm like getting out of the car and I'm like, you know, feeling my pockets. I'm like, where the fuck are my keys? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know where the fuck my car keys are. And we're like literally like looking under the seat, like, you know, like we've got a I've got a torch, like literally under the fucking car seats, like looking everywhere. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, I've left my fucking car keys at the sex store. And she's like, You're kidding. 
So we have to like drive back to the sex store. I walk in to my bestie. Hey, I think I've left my car keys here. Like, have you got them? She's like, oh, no, babe. No, you, d- you didn't leave them here. And I was like, um, what do you mean? Like, I definitely left them here. She's like, oh, maybe you've like left them upstairs. And I was like, mm, surely not. Like, surely not. She's like, yeah, maybe you just like dropped them on the ground. Like, I would lock up the store again, but I, I can't. Um, so, like, I can just give you a torch if you just want to go up there. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, well, what the fuck else do I have to do? I was like single living by myself with no spare key for my apartment. So, literally, I was I was being left high and dry. So, I was like, yeah, okay. So, like walk upstairs to this, I call it the sex dungeon, but I guess it was like a sex and cinema room. And it's a fucking Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. And I'm literally like walking in this fucking sex dungeon by myself trying to find my fucking car keys. I've got like this torch and I'm like looking on the floor. It's like literally pitch black in there. Like, you know what, you, you know what the fucking room needs to be like at the movie cinema. Like picture that black, the only lit up light is from the projector screen. So I'm like looking around trying to find my keys and this guy pops out and he's like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, Oh, hello. I'm just trying to find my car keys. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, so I immediately called my girlfriend. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he is obviously trying to fuck me. And secondly, he thinks that I've been up here having sex. So, he was, like, kind of, like, lingering around me and, like, following me. And I was like, nah, get me the fuck out of here. I was just, like, beeline straight out of the fucking room. I was like, this is too much for me. And had to call my dad. I was like, hey, dad. So, like, I've lost my fucking keys. And he's like what do you mean you've lost your keys? I'm like, I was, wh- where were you? I was like, oh, so like I was at dinner with a girlfriend and I like left them on the table and I think someone's picked them up and like had to make up this elaborate line. My dad had to drive from the Gold Coast to Brisbane to bring me my fucking car keys. Let's just say he wasn't happy. Um, and then I like was messaging the chick and to be fair, I feel like she maybe was a little bit dodgy and potentially was trying to like, steal my car. I know that sounds ridiculous, but she suddenly, when I'd lost my car key, she suddenly had a guy in the sex store that was that um, was a locksmith and he could come to my apartment and make me a new set of car keys. And I was like, mm, or just like know where I live and maybe steal my car. And then I ended up speaking to her three months later and she's like, oh yeah, babe, someone handed them in. Like I tried to contact you. I was like, you did not try and contact me. Like, I have you on Instagram, brother. I'll fucking show you her Instagram, guys. It's it's off tab. Um, and yeah, and then so I ended up getting my fucking car keys back a few months later. But isn't that fucking wild? Like me just casually going to get a sex toy on a Sunday night and ending up losing my car keys in a fucking sex dungeon. Like absolutely not. So yeah. So anyway, so how do you find your first vibrator? Um, <laughs> lol, go to a sex store and don't fucking go in the weird sex room. Um, no, I think, yeah. So back to that, find what, what, what kind of pleasure you like, go with that, get a clitoral one, get an internal one, get fucking both, try them both out. Like try before you buy guys. I think I have like 20 vibrators. I literally have so many vibrators now that I had a, my birthday party and then I had people back at mine after And I literally did a vibrator presentation for my friends in my bedroom. I was like, so this is what I call my bullet. And this is what I call the sucky sucky. And I literally showed my girlfriends every single vibrator in my room. And they were like, you're kind of fucked up, but 
we're here for it. So yeah, so I think just it's all about exploring and you know knowing knowing what you like. Um, okay, Kat, how do I FaceTime sex? Firstly, probably don't do it. I mean, unless you're like with a boyfriend or something, maybe then do it. But I feel like you've got to be so careful with like sending nudes and doing all of that stuff because I have done that in the past and I've definitely had it come back to bite me. Um, So probably not going to like sit here and say I recommend it. But if you want to do it, I think just like actually just don't fucking do it. Don't have FaceTime sex. They can screen record. They can, you know, that is just like asking for trouble. So I feel like be careful out there, ladies, because I literally had a photo that I sent to an ex-boyfriend. Um, someone tried to make a fake account, fake Instagram account of me recently and was saying it was trying to sell nudes of me to people and actually had a nude photo that I'd sent to an ex-boyfriend. So that was absolutely fucking terrifying. And, yeah, you've just got to be really careful. So don't fucking FaceTime sex. Me, worst advice ever. Oh, actually, that's really good advice, but like probably not the advice that you were looking for. But maybe that's going to make you not do it and save save your save your sexy tits from the public eye in five years, doll. Um, best idea for a first date. Okay, interesting. Um, I guess it really depends on like what makes you comfortable, what you like to do. Are you an activity person? Are you like a dinner date person. I love activities. Like I love going like bowling or something. Whereas one of my best friends is like, dude, you are such a freak. Like, why do you want to go bowling? I'm like, oh, it's just like, I feel like you see like a fun, vulnerable side of someone and like, it can be a bit more flirty and rather than just sitting at a restaurant being like, how's your pizza brother? Like, so Oh, yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, I do love going on, like, a stunning dinner date and drinking cocktails and, like, having a really nice time as well. But, yeah, I also love an activity. So, I feel like good ideas for first dates. Okay. You could do, like, a little, like, romantic picnic on the beach and, like, go for a swim and then you know, bring a bottle of wine down and a cheese board or you could like go to like a local seafood place and like get some prawns and oysters and sit on like Burley Hill or wherever the fuck you live. Um, you could go to a really nice restaurant and like, um, you know, go to a nice bar before and have some cocktails. Um, you could, me just like thinking of all the dates I've ever had, Um You could also do like a fun little evening where like you both have to cook a little dish and like you have to make each other like, have you seen that TikTok thing where like everyone right now is like girls cocktail night and everyone has to make a different cocktail. That'd be fun as a date. Like you guys have to make different cocktails for each other and have a prize. Like I feel like you want to make dates fun. Like no one wants to sit across from a fucking table and it'd be awkward. Like why not make them spontaneous? Why not make them fun? Like anyone, any Joe Blow can go down to your local restaurant and have a wine. Like let's do something adventurous. So yeah, I think they're all fun ideas. Um, but yeah, or, or yeah, all like cooking together. But I know like you don't really want to like have someone at your house if you've just met them on Bumble. But yeah, I feel like if that's the case, I'd normally just literally go to a bar and um and have a wine and and go and I'd go to a bar where there's nibbles because if you don't want to be locked in for a dinner in case you don't like them. So it's a bit of a funny one. It's like, do you go bowling and lock in for a full evening? if you don't know if you like them or do you go somewhere that's like an easy escape? So I feel like you've got, it depends on the guy and it depends what your mood is, but I feel like I've given you lots of fun little date ideas regardless. 
Does the place someone takes you on a date say something about what they think of you? Personally, I think yes. I think that if a guy's like, come over and fucking watch Netflix and hang out and just wants to like you to come over and root you, like they obviously don't really see, maybe don't see you as like future potential or they don't want to put in heaps of effort. And I feel like you don't want to be dating someone that doesn't put in heaps of effort for you. Like, you know, the, the, the start of a relationship is when you see someone's best fucking side. It's when they go to the nines, they go out of town to make you feel fucking incredible. And if they're not doing that from the get-go, what the fuck is it going to be like in nine months? So, I think remember that for a second. Um, and then I think like, you know, if they take you to some like povo weird restaurant in the burbs, maybe they don't want to be seen with you. So, yeah, I think that says something as well. Um, but I think it's also comes back to like it's very dependent on the person. But, yeah, I think like it's effort. Like, I mean, I think if if you did go over to someone's house and you watched movies but they made you a beautiful dinner and like got your favourite wine, like that obviously shows that they're interested in you and they want to put in effort. So, I think, yes, it definitely I, – I do think a first date and someone's moves in, in when you first start seeing someone is pretty crucial and pretty important. Um. How to meet someone not via the apps. Get the fuck out and go to a club or a bar. Um, Okay, that's probably not like viable for everyone because I feel like lockdown has been our life. But to be honest, I feel like the last few people I've seen I haven't really met on an app. I feel like I've like met them f- through friends or met them out. I feel like you've got to put yourself out there. You can't expect to like meet your hubby if you're sitting at home on a Saturday night every weekend. Like go out to a cute bar, you know, put yourself out there, hang out with new friends. If if they're like coming out with my my friends and I, it's like you could go and do that, and then it could meet you, make you meet someone else, and meet someone else. Then all of a sudden you've like met a new guy or a new girl, and yeah. So I think like. I think it's just like about putting yourself out there and saying yes to situations because if you say no to everything, you're going to cut yourself off. Like say yes to new ideas. Don't be lazy. Get out there. Um, okay. Now we're going on to like a bit of the dating stuff. Signs if your boyfriend is cheating. Okay. Well, I think first sign is if they like don't really want to sleep with you. Um, I feel like that's a pretty like – um, telltale sign. My when my ex was like cheating on me, um, which he never told me, but I found out later that he did cheat on me. Um, he would always delete his messages, so like he would like just like clear messages out of his phone. Like there was this one girl that he'd hang out with all the time who was like his best friend, but like there was never any messages with her. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Like, what are you talking about that you don't want me to see? So I feel like, yeah, I think um, if if their sex drive, um, you know, s- starts like de- depleting, if they like seem a bit distant, if they're not like, I think like, I mean, they could also be signs of a relationship fizzling as well, but I think like the messages and all of that's a big one. Um, yeah, I literally only found out because my ex like got so blind drunk and passed out on the couch and I just had a gut feeling and I went through his phone and I found all this messages, these messages with this girl from that day when he was like dead sober at work talking about sleeping with her. Um, and 
I went to the start of the conversation and like I knew, it, you know, when it's like obvious that they've deleted something previous, like they'd obviously been chatting for a bit. So that was really fucked up. Um, so, yeah, I think like the messages is a big one for me. And I think also just like tr- trusting your intuition and your gut because your gut is a fucking powerful thing. And like the amount of times I have like saved myself from something or the amount of times I've not followed my gut and I've been so wrong is like absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, fucking definitely do that. Um, okay, next question. My boyfriend wants to have a threesome, but I'm not sure. What now? Okay, well, I feel like, yeah, that's all good if your boyfriend wants to have a threesome, but you've also got to make sure you're doing things that you're comfortable with. And I think you've got to ask yourself, like, what, you know, what makes you uncomfortable about having a threesome? Is it that you just don't really want to be having sex with someone else and your partner? And, like, if that's the case, then, like, that's fine, but he also needs to respect that, if that makes sense. Like, I think, like, Three, like personally, love a threesome. I think they're so fun. I've had really great experiences doing them, but it needs to be coming from both parties. And I think you've got to also ask, like, does my boyfriend respect what I want? And, you know, he needs to do that. Sure. Like, I feel like any guy would want to have a fucking threesome. Any, any bloke that's in a relationship probably would fucking dream about it but it's you know it comes down to like what you're both comfortable with and and that's you know part of being in a relationship at the end of the day so if you don't want to do it don't do it but can highly recommend it if if you do (laughs) how do I know if my boyfriend is over his ex he talks about her all the time okay I feel like you're never gonna know if you're like that's a that's a bad answer. It, like how how do you know if you were in so like how how are you meant to know that? You can't jump in someone's fucking mind. But like, I don't think it's a good sign that he's talking about her all the time and bringing her up because it might not mean that he's not over her, but it would mean that he's still like wounded and healing from it, which probably isn't a great thing. And I feel like that circles back to like you know not moving on too quickly with someone, like making sure that you're fully over someone and like loving yourself and like being back in your good groove. Because if someone is there talking about their ex- ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend the whole time, like they're probably not completely over it to be honest, or they're still hurting. And, or, or maybe it's just like, you know, it's a big part of their life and they want to share that with you. But I think you've got to be able to like communicate how that makes you feel and, you know, whether or not you want them to continue doing that. Um, okay. How do I spice it up in the bedroom? I'm feeling this seven year fucking lull. Okay. How do we spice it up? Ladies fucking look, the, the issue is, is like, I feel like when you get into a relationship and you get into the routine and you're like fucking, you know, we're going to have sex on Monday night and, you know, he came on top of me missionary and he didn't go down on me and then I go on top. And you, you sometimes, like, get into a routine with your boyfriend where you're, like, you, it, it becomes so repetitive that it gets fucking boring. And the only way to spice things up is if one of you does it. So if you if you want to spice it up, fucking do it. What can you do? Why don't you fucking 
you know, start giving him a blowjob on the couch. Like when you're cooking dinner, like start making out with him. Like, you know, do some things that are like a little bit abnormal from your routine that then lead into sex that might not be the same sex that you're used to having. So like, you know, maybe you could fuck on the couch. Maybe you could, you know, do something naughty in the car, like when you're driving home from dinner or like go away for a weekend and like have a bath together in in a sexy hotel room and then like have wild sex. Like, you know, it's all about like, I think sometimes when you feel a lull, you need a change of scenery and you need to switch up that routine. So, it's like, what can you do to switch up the routine? What what are you doing right now, and what's different from it? So if if you're if you're doing the same routine, same thing every time, may, maybe he might not go down on you, or maybe you might not give him head. Like give him a fucking blowjob one night and don't have sex with him. Like that could be fun, or get some sexy lingerie, do some role play, like buy some new sex toys, go get some fucking like chocolate body thing that you want to like lick off him like there's so many things you can do but it's like you've just got to like experiment with different things to keep it keep it spicy that's what I'd do anyway because I know I know it's so easy to get into a routine and get into a lull in a relationship and it's never fun when that happens so yeah I fucking feel for you sis I have been there okay how do I be more confident in the sack I think Firstly, you've got to ask yourself, like, what is making me not feel confident and what can I do about it? So, for me right now, like, my skin's really bad on my chest and my back. I feel like my tits look like shit. So, I don't feel totally comfortable with my top off at the moment. So, when I last rooted a guy, I kept my top on, which is probably really bad advice. But, you know, I think, like, like you've got to do things that make you feel good. Um, And, yeah, confidence in the sack, it's like... I guess it's like asking yourself, like, what is making you not feel confident? Like, are you not comfortable around that person? Does that person not make you feel secure? Because if they don't make you feel like that, maybe you shouldn't be sleeping with them. Um, But I don't know. At the end of the day, I think you just got to remember, like, that person's sleeping with you for a reason. They're into you. They think you're sexy. And embrace embrace yourself. Embrace how sexy you look. And and be in the moment. Like, I think confidence is – is so much about being present and if you're, you know, there thinking about, oh, fuck, my acne is really bad or "Mm, do I look fat in this angle or, you know, when you're doing that, you're obviously not going to feel confident and you're also not going to be in the moment. But if you're in the moment and you're really feeling it and you're not even concentrating on it, then that confidence is going to fucking shine through, sister. And, yeah, I feel like that would – that's a bit of a hard one. I feel like I'd need more of a detailed question to give like a good answer, but I hope that helps. Um, how to be confident with trying new things in the bedroom. I feel like if you're trying something new, there's always going to be a sense of like not feeling 100% confident because it's new, but like I think feel like that's also exciting. And instead of like making it about confidence, switch it to like, being excited to do something different, you know? So, um, yeah, I think like, yeah, no one's ever, no one's ever a hundred percent confident with trying something new because it's, it's an uncharted territory, but yeah, I think like give everything a go, see what you like. You're never gonna, you're never going to know what you like if you don't try something new. So I think 
make that like your drive. Like, well, fuck, like this, you know, you could do anal and it could be the best thing of your fucking life and then you could be an anal queen and be obsessed with it or you could do it and you could hate it and then, you know, you know that that's not for you but I feel like it's good to try new things to figure out what you like and you could have a fucking, you could unleash a new kink. Isn't that exciting? Okay, how do I have sex without catching feelings? Oh, it's a hard one because we have a chemical that makes us have a feelings, catch the feels. Um, I think like with me, I think like you've just got to be like super clear before you sleep with someone like what what you're getting out of it and like it, it's so hard when you're not sure what the other people are feeling. So like I slept with this guy a few weeks ago and – I went into it being like, you're not ever going to be someone I date. You're fucking hot and I really like your company, but I know that this is probably would only ever be a a casual sex thing. And that was great. And then I enjoyed the sex and it didn't make me catch feelings. But I feel like where the feelings um, come up is sometimes that like sense of unknown and the uncertainty where you like question it. So I think like being clear on like what you want and, you know, maybe even having a conversation with someone on like what you are and what what they're looking for kind of thing, like says me that would never fucking ask that in my life. But like, I know, it's it's so hard because you don't want to like ask those questions too soon on, too soon in. But if you're someone that does struggle with that, like maybe it is a good thing to like have an open and honest conversation and figure out where the other person's head's at so you can be 100% clear because, you know, if you are 100% clear and you know that that person doesn't want anything more, then you can kind of like separate yourself. And I, I don't know, or just have a few fucking people on the go. If you have a few people on the go, you'll end up liking one more than the other. <laughs> That's bad gal advice. Um, okay. My partner wants to do anal, but I don't really like it. Tips to enjoy it. Okay, if you don't like it, don't fucking do it. Personally, I fucking hate anal. My ex-boyfriend was obsessed with it. I feel like he always wanted to do it. He was always like, let's fucking do anal. And I was like, no, thank you. Like, it just feels awful. It's not enjoyable. And I know some chicks love it. And I really envy them because I would love to love it. But if you don't like it, don't fucking force it. Like, I just, I feel like, if he wants to do anal and you've maybe tried it with someone else, sure, give it a fucking go. Like you could enjoy it more with him than you did with the other person. But if you kind of know you don't like it, then I just I wouldn't fucking push it because fuck that shit. Okay, I'm still feeling traumatized from being cheated on. How do I get over it? That's a hard one. I feel like there's no like solid way to like get over being cheated on because it's such a fucking hurtful thing that like someone that you love could do to you. But I think at the end of the day, you've got to come down. You've got to remember that like it's not you and it, 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 you're not the reason that they cheated. It's, it's their own fucking issues and them as a person. It speaks so many more volumes about who they are than you, if that makes sense. So, I think like, yeah, it's hard to go into things and like build that trust back up, but you got to remember that like the new person you date or the new person you see is is going to be different to your last boyfriend or girlfriend and you've got to like try and separate those things. Um, 
how to get over it. I feel like you just got to give it time. Like it's, it's such a hurtful thing and it's definitely like such an ego blow and like I've had it happen to me. I've fucking done it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's awful. And yeah, I just think it's, it, you just got to remember that it's not you and it's that other person. And yeah, I just, I think like you got to surround yourself with people that make you feel good and not rush into things because if you if you are traumatized from it and you are you know feeling stressed and that pressure then maybe you're not ready to let someone else in and if you do let someone else in maybe you're not going to be 100% your best version of yourself so yeah i think like surround yourself with people that you love do things that make you happy and fuck that guy because if he cheated on you, then he does not even deserve a fucking second of your time. He sucks a fucking butthole. Um, so opinions. A few of you have asked opinions. So, Kat, what are your thoughts on finding a partner young and then being the only person you have been with? Personally, not for me. I have had sex with quite a few people. I've had a few boyfriends and I absolutely love that I've done this because it I've learned so much from every relationship and it has made me so you know sure of what I want when I next meet my person. But some people are lucky enough that they do find a partner and that ends up being their person and they end up being with them and that and if you can get that that's incredible but personally that's just not for me like I've learned so much through my 20s from dating other people I feel like I was a completely different person when I was 20 to now when I'm 28 28 that's right my birthday last week Woo. um and I feel like sometimes instead of growing by yourself you can sometimes grow with another person and not find your like true identity if that makes sense so yeah not for me but I do have girlfriends that have met some people really young and they're super happy and I do envy that in a way because I'm like, why can't I meet anyone? But at the same time, yeah. So that's probably, that's that's my little opinion there. Okay, how many dates should I go on with a guy before going all the way? I think that's like such an interesting question but also so dependent on the on the situation. I've had sex on the first date. I've had sex on the fifth date. Like I feel like it all comes down to like chemistry, how it went, what you're feeling, and I don't think there should ever be like a set number of dates. Obviously, like you want what you can't have and a chase is going to make you more desirable. So, yeah, fucking do that. But if you really want to have sex – then fucking have sex. Like don't put these like boundaries and rules on it. Like you do what makes you feel right and what makes you feel good in the moment. And if you want to have sex, fucking get your root on. If you don't want to have sex, then fucking sayonara, bitch. Like don't fucking have sex with them. Just have a little cheeky foreplay or a little kiss. But yeah, so I, I yeah, I don't think there should be a certain number of dates. I think there shouldn't be a rule. I think it's it comes down to the person, the connection and whatever the fuck you want. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up there with those questions, my absolute fucking angel beings. I hope you have enjoyed this little solo episode. I feel like it's probably been a little bit more serious. I've been like ranting at you guys on like advice for like an hour. But yeah, I really appreciate all of you guys sending in questions and engaging with me so much. And I'm like so excited to keep build- continue to build this little community and hopefully help you, like every one of you in some way or another because... 
I know I love I love my gals and I love my advice and I love, you know, chatting with friends about things. So I hope I can do that for you. So yeah, I guess I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening and I love you all so much. So have the best motherfucking week and I will see you again next week. Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the ACAST Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. 